jerk You know it's time to get this work The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine No political corrections Always sleep, fuck being awoke We discuss politics and jokes Cry, we lick There's levels to this shit Before you were sucking on your mama's tit Aries Spears don't give a fuck We talk about race a lot, racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders We got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Suicide And all of y'all know my style I excel, then prevail Run up and get touched up Suicide, that's it And all of y'all know my style Hey, guys <laughs> Did you sneak up on the microphone? Yeah Hey, guys You sound like Frank from uh, the improv Harry, you need anything? Hey Guys, hey Hey, listen, uh, we are in motherfucking San Francisco. I like when you made that other noise instead. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a one-time deal. <laughs> My body was going through something. Uh, and it's funny. We were, we, were, we were in Portland last week, and now we're in San Francisco. And I said, as, as, as I... I we have a big West Coast swing, other than Pittsburgh. We're going to be in Pittsburgh next week. but Pittsburgh and then D.C. Oh, it's Pittsburgh, then D.C.? Uh -huh. Get out of here, really? Yeah, so we got a little, little East oh, I Coast. I thought it was all West Coast. No, and then we're back to the West Coast again. Because we had Portland, we're in Frisco, then we got Sacramento, then we... Irvine. Irvine, and uh, is it one more? But uh, Arizona. Tempe, Tempe. And we, 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 got, we, we got San Antonio. Uh, we, 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 we got Detroit. <laughs> I need you out there, anime. I wish I knew that shit perfectly. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so we were in Portland, and now we're in Frisco. Uh, and I think Portland more so than San Francisco, but a lot of high Andes out here, too. <laughs> Hi, my name's Barbara. You know, it's funny. Last night, let me tell y'all something. And, and, and you, you have to anticipate this because of where you where you are. And, you know, I'm, I'm the king of I don't give a fuck. Maybe I'll start giving a fuck soon. Um, at the show last night. Uh, and Cobbs is... First of all, how do you feel about Cobbs? <clears throat> I like the history of Cobbs, but this isn't the original Cobbs. Uh -huh. uh, this used to be a live music venue. So it's great. The, the setup would be great for live music. It has high ceilings. It goes all the way back. Big stage. Big stage. It's not really... It's not... And Comedy conducive. Yeah, it's not ideal. Right. Now, I just heard Dave Attell shot a special here, which yeah. is pretty amazing because I I wouldn't. But that, that, that feels like something Dave Attell would do it, in it, that room. Well, because. It, in this city. Well, because Dave has a little bit more. Uh, how would I? I'm looking for the right word. I, I, I want to say edge, but it's not edge that I'm looking for. It's uh, he, he does things not in the in the normal in the normal or the standard way. And right. I, so good for him, you know, uh, I, and I think that's great. Um, because he wants to do something different. I'm shooting from a place that hasn't been done before. I don't know. I didn't talk to Dave about and it. And to be honest with you, if I shot a comedy special, I, I would feel, I would want to do it in a comedy club more than a theater. Yeah. Which, of course, my manager thinks is a horrible idea and hates. But I, I like that. I know I know Sarah Silverman has done that. Yeah, small rooms. Dave did that right. in the, the belly room, which is, the belly room is probably the smallest room. <laughs> 
for comedy. For, oh, um, shit. We're talking about comedy. Brandon from the UK, cocksucker. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, but, you know, uh, Dave, Dave doing it there made sense to me. I saw it. I I, I would be intimidated because of the, the way the room is set up and the sound. Right. The, the, the laughter carries different in this room, uh, but not maybe ne- not necessarily even carries all the way. It it, it dissipates quickly. Um, maybe I should be funnier. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying the, the room does have it does have obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. I asked you because, uh, you know, you know how it's like. There are certain cities where you just go, listen, can you have a bad show? Technically, yeah. But <clears throat> this city, nine times out of 10, you know what you're going to get. DC Improv, Houston Improv, you, you're going to crush. Ontario, it just is that. Then there are cities where you go, nine times out of 10, it just is not favorable to you. To you. It has Your obstacles. Ego, it has obstacles. And then there are cities where you never know what you're going to get. It, it's, it could be either or. This room feels like, and I'll lean more towards good than bad, but on any given show, you, you just don't know. Uh, because, again, Portland, because of where we're at, San Francisco, uh, very liberal and very protective of uh, the, what do you call like in the, when there's something on the flag, it's the state. What do we call it? Like the state symbol. You know what I mean? Like the flag. Every, a silhouette? Every, no, no. But every every city, every state has their flag that represents the state. But whatever that, like a mascot almost. Um, The logo? I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway. I'm not with you. I'm sorry. I, I, you're not with me even when you're with me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they're, they're very protective of, you know, their, uh, I wish I could find the fucking right word. It's it's swimming in my head. They're, they're very protective of the gays here in San Francisco. They, they protect them, which is to say certain jokes that you may try and do, there's always going to be that one female Michelle Pfeiffer bitch a uh, white chick who feels overprotective of whatever it is you're talking about. So last night I did my uh, transgender joke. And what was crazy was uh, this Italian chick. Uh, first of all, let me put it in more context. This guy who was a little tipsy from Wisconsin, 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 Wisconsin. He yelled out in the show something about when I was talking about how I don't like middle of America, the pussy in middle of America, because it's not as beautiful as the East Coast or West Coast or certain parts of the country. And he goes, he just yelled out, Wisconsin. So I kept fucking with him about that. And then uh, he, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. I could tell he wanted to find his place in my set to shine. And finally, this lady had had enough, the Italian chick. And she just yelled at him, will you shut the fuck up? And the crowd went crazy. I loved her for it because I wanted to tell him to shut the fuck up because he was annoying. But then when I thought she was on my side, uh, she said something to the extent of, yeah, I was going to bring my girlfriend to come see you, but she wanted to stay home because I texted her to let her know you're transphobic. She, so she turned on me, gave me a little attitude. And I said to her, uh, and, and, and then this, this thing I'm, I'm trying to do with the Lizzo story, 
I said I say this thing where I talk about how women, I love you, I respect you, but when you guys get angry and it's time to engage and debate with a man, you guys take on the personality traits and the behavior of children because you don't deal in sense, logic, and rationale. You deal in anger and emotion. And she proved my point because, you know, she was trying to act like, she said, I'm not mad, but, you know, that's that woman-coded shit where y'all say one thing, but your actions say something else. Clearly, she was mad. You could tell by the tone and her voice. You could tell by the way she was talking to me. And I wanted to say, I didn't say it in the way that I wanted to, but I wanted to say, I, I did allude to this. I said, sweetheart, you are so proving my point because right now you're dealing in anger and emotion. You're not dealing in sense, logic, and rationale because if she were, she would have realized the first thing I say in the beginning of the joke is, as long as you're not physically hurting anybody or denying anybody their inalienable rights, you should be able to say how the fuck you feel in a country that allows you to do so. At any point, did I advocate violence? Did I advocate the denial of rights? No, what I'm advocating is the freedom of expression. And if transgender people are free to express themselves, then why are we not allowed to express ours? Is that not equality? Now, I should have said all that, but in the heat of the moment, I didn't. Uh, long story short, I crushed the bitch and I, I left to damn near a standing ovation. But I'm saying all that to say, this is one of those places where you anticipate you may get some backlash. Um, and I'm here for it. Because I, 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 I stand by what I say, and I thought it was crazy that she's mad at me for freedom of expression in a country that allows you to do so on a stage in which I'm allowed to do it. It's not that it allows you to do so. It's your right to do so. That too. And if you don't use your right, then you're not, you're not serving anyone justice because you must have dissenting opinions so that you can come up with a conversation. There has to be a give and a take for so that conversations can even uh, happen. What you're, what I will say about here, uh, and I, I don't think it's so much with the gay agenda that you, that you said that, 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 that they're protecting the gays, as you put it. Uh, but they're I, overly sensitive of it. I think a it's, lot of, oh. but, uh, but I think it, it, I think that they protect and I'm going to go with it's, I think that the people, the majority here, the majority, and that would be white America in in, in the city, uh, goes out of its way to overfill and overempathize with the minority because they don't want anybody saying anything bad, even though the minority could be in the room and go, no, there was nothing wrong with that. It was being funny. It was clever. It was made to uh, evoke thought. But they, what happens here and what I, what I saw when you were on stage and it was very funny to me is to sit back and listen to the crowd and they're laughing. Some, some are laughing and other people are going over it. Cause I can hear them saying what you said out loud going, Oh, Oh yeah, that is funny. They are critique. They're, they're, they're not comedy to me has a guttural feeling uh, with emotion and then a little bit of sense, logic and brain. Now you can have your brain involved, but if you don't, if you're pushing your guttural feelings down so that you can't laugh at something before you break it down and uh, dissect it, uh, the guttural feeling goes away, and you don't get that laughter the same way because you're too busy trying to uh, basically uh, take it and 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 do a theory on what they're saying, uh, and and that's not going to work. Um, 
there is something you should, you can question yourself. If you laugh at something, then later you feel it's inappropriate. Maybe you should check yourself to see what you're thinking, but that's not how it works. They, they literally dissect the joke, not the whole room, but good parts of the room will dissect the joke. And I'll can hear him. Oh, he just said that. And I heard him actually say, he said, then they repeated it to, to each other. I was watching this to several tables do this and then say, Oh, that's funny. But the joke is already gone. By the time you got to the part where you allowed it to be funny, uh, the laughter had dissipated. It's gone. You, there, you've already moved on. And I see that a lot in real cerebral rooms that are worried about the perception that they're going to carry if they laugh at something that they could later deem inappropriate. I don't know why. It, it shocks me, but it, it doesn't. I don't know why, but I guess because I'm a comic, I'm almost shocked, but not shocked. Like I'm almost shocked at the idea that when you go on stage, you could literally see people. And, you know, there are times when you're on stage and I watch people's faces. And there are times when I'm on stage and I'm watching people's faces that people are shocked when you say something that I guess they deem shocking. Because my, my idea is when you go, and as I say on stage, when you go to a comedy club, aren't you not, are you not mentally prepared for the worst are you not mentally prepared for anything? Like when you when you hear some of the things that comes out of people's mouths in terms of you, me, or any comic that may be deemed jarring, and I can't even believe like I, the idea that that is even a factor. Like, yo, you're at a show. Prepare for anything. Why are you shocked? Why does this make you go, oh my God? I don't get that. I don't get how our audience is not mentally prepared for anything. Well, a lot of people, I think, go to a comedy show just thinking it's supposed to be funny and don't realize there's social implications in all comedy. In all comedy, there's a social implication. that There is. And they don't know who the comic they're going to go see is. Or they do know who the comic is. A lot of them don't, though, because they just go, oh, they're supposed to be funny, so I'll go see them. Or they know one thing that they've done, and they were funny in that, so they went and saw them. Uh, you know, the, the biggest, the case in points of that is is Bob Saget. You know, people would go there because they saw him on... Uh, but I get that because yeah. you're prepared to see who you think you see on TV. Right. But they don't go and investigate further to see what kind of comedian they are and what they're, you know. And if you have, and if you have strong beliefs, if you have strong beliefs, they're going to interfere with laughter. Then you better go make sure that the comic that you're going to see has agreeable beliefs. Unless I like the belief thing, I I like that. I like yeah, that. unless you and want your to, beliefs interfering with comedy, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You unless you want to challenge yourself and your beliefs, and that's what comedy really. What I believe comedy should get to do is challenge your beliefs, challenge your thought process, and, and allow you to to either agree, disagree with yourself laugh at some of your with some of the things that you might have thought one way and go man that is a little silly or maybe even laugh at it but firm it up go nah but i'm right there's no there's no right or wrong way to ingest comedy but um for the comic our goal is is the laughter or the groan or something that allows you to feel that you've connected with the audience uh and and when in these audiences the I want to use the right word, but socially, I'll use this word. Super socially conscious people tend to dissect the comedy before they yeah, enjoy the comedy. Yeah, that don't sound fun at all. It doesn't. That's like, you know. You know, you can have a frog that you can enjoy, or you can dissect it, and you can take out its organs and take a look at it and see how it works. Right. That frog is no fun anymore. 
Yeah, and I just, it's, <laughs> yeah. You can't dissect it and enjoy it. Like, dude, sometimes time. when you're on stage and I'm watching people and you say some of the things you say, and they literally keel over or grab their face and they mouth, oh my God. I'm sitting there like, oh, y'all not ready for me then. Like, y'all, if y'all going, oh my God. And this is no, I hope you don't take that. No, I don't. But I go, if this motherfucker's is bellying over going, oh my God, for what Andy just said, oh, I'm about to shove my dick all the way down their throat and check for strep. Because this, 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 oh God, oh God. And, and But then there's a part of me that loves it because I go, oh yeah, I can't wait to smash you motherfuckers in the face. Like last night at the second show, there was a group of about nine young white boys. I mean, teenagers damn near. They were, they were, they were legal. They, they, were, they were 20, 21. They were, they, they were early college. I mean, you could tell, right? These motherfuckers was pubescent. Like these niggas drink Pedialyte on the weekends. Uh, but they was young. It was a group of about nine of them. The moment I saw where they were sitting, the light was hitting them just right. I knew if I called attention to them, the whole crowd would see it. And I had the perfect fucking joke in my head. And so much so, I was outside smoking my square. And I'm in my mind going, you got to word this right. It's got to flow off your tongue like a, like a beautiful rhythm. Because if there's, a, if there's a, a hiccup, if there's a speed bump, it's going to take away from the flow. So I'm, I'm piecing it together and finally I got it. And what I was worried about was saying the word gang rape. Uh, especially, again, I'm in San Francisco. Very liberal. A lot of women. Uh, very sensitive. Though that's a trigger word. Rape. But now gang rape. You're doing a joke where you say gang rape. But I was like, man, based on how these motherfuckers look, it's it's either going to die or it's going to be the front. It's going to tear the roof off. So I said, hey, man, to the group of young white boys, how old are you? What's your average ages? They yelled them out. I said, yeah, you motherfuckers look like a high school lacrosse team who's currently on trial for gang rape. When I tell you the fucking roof blew off the fucking bed, everybody looked at them boys and went crazy. And then the follow-up was, yeah, I can just see one of y'all going, Trevor, Ethan, don't worry. My dad's going to get us out of this. Oh, my fucking God. I wish I could bottle them niggas up and take them with me on the road because that's one of those, and, I, and I'm going I'm to I'm say it, I, I'm, you know, just me being a little vain, that was some Patrice shit. That was some Dave shit. That's one of them kapayows, nigga, that when you hit it like that and it get the reaction it get and you're using a word like gang rape, Nigga, I, you, if in that moment, because you know you birthed that in your head and you know it worked the way you wanted it to. It was the slam dunk alley-oop that won the motherfucking dunk contest. I, you feel like the baddest motherfucker on the planet. But see, why that San Francisco or liberals didn't take place in that joke that there was no, that there really wasn't a worry in that to push back is because you said you look like young white boys. Once you did that, you put them into the majority and they're the majority you can make fun of in San Francisco. It's the minority that they get defensive about. Yeah, I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about gang rape. Gang rape. Yeah, but the it word was, gang rape. But you and put you're it on making a joke about gang rape. But you put it on white guys. But And that's why it fit them. Yeah. It fit them so that, perfectly. But that's, that's where there's no there's no disconnect from the room. And, oh, yeah, we'll go with that because white guys, gang rape. 
Right. So that's that's the, right. that's the that's right. the, that's the out for them. That's right. where they can just enjoy the joke and don't have to get right. all fucking weird. Because, but if you would have if it would have been black men and you would have used the word gang rape in anything that could have been even close to as funny, that wouldn't have went over. Right. Because now they're now the 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 the, the uh, empathy. That, that, yeah, that that almost produces the oh oh man, how could you say that? Right. Right. Yeah. So God, it's fun when it works, man. It's great. And it, you killed it. But the second part was better. I like the second part of the right. joke better. I uh, really wish you had seen the first part because because even when I told it to you afterwards, because you didn't see the joke, you you were you didn't really. But I'm telling you, if you just saw the first part, Andy, when I tell you it smashed. I didn't see the kids until they came out. And once I saw oh, the kids, that made when you, it even. When you saw them sitting where they were sitting. Happy. They, they, so they looked, they looked like they were in a courtroom. On try it just all together. It, it just it fit perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. But the part where you go, uh, what's the Ethan same? Trevor? Don't worry, your dad's gonna get us out of this. That that goes right. That 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 to me, right? Killed. Um, and then this other part that it's funny it, again when you when you constantly do this, it's funny what you learn and how you can piece things together. Because uh, I thought when I first did it, and the only time I had done it was in Texas when we were in Arlington. I was like, damn, unless I'm somewhere in the deep South or unless I'm in Texas, that's, you know, cowboy, redneck, the shit ain't gonna fly nowhere else. And then I, I tried it last night and it worked. But instead what I did last night was I said, I know there's a redneck in here, which to me feels like you're forcing it. Cause there ain't no rednecks in San Francisco. Unless there's a clear looking redneck dude sitting in the audience with a cowboy hat, who's obviously visiting. So I went, you know what? Just say, it's funny. When I do this joke in Texas, there's always a redneck. Now you still can, now you're not forcing it. You're telling the truth and it'll still get the reaction you want. Because I thought, unless I'm in Texas, it ain't going to fly the same. But I'm sitting, when I do the transgender thing and I go, when I was in Texas, I went, I know there's a redneck in here going, fucking hey, buddy. I like this fucking nigger. He says what I be thinking. And that killed in fucking Texas. But I did it last night and it killed too. But I again I try I went, I know there's a redneck in here. I'm going, why are you saying that when there's no redneck in here? Just say, yo, when I do this joke in Texas, and boom. So now you're telling the truth and you still can sell it honestly and get the same reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm and, and, and I'm and I and when I say that, I'm gonna say this to you. I notice when like when you're on stage, you'll go, uh, that joke you do where you say uh, something, something, I'm killing that place. Nothing like what I'm doing in here. Sometimes, there are a lot of times you are killing. But I, so when I'm killing that. it, when, no. why do you say that? Because when I'm killing it, and you don't pay attention to this, when I'm killing it, the whole audience gets quiet when I'm doing it because it's a long piece with no joke. And I go, nothing like what's going on in here right now. That's the, that's the switch. That's the switch. Nothing. I never made that connection. Because I'm not saying, I'm not saying, uh, Right, I'm saying right now, nothing like what's happening. You in mean this room in right that now. moment right, right there now. by it's quiet? Yeah, nothing like what's happening right now. I'm calling out that the room is dead silent. Nothing like what's happening. I in this never room made room. that connection. Yeah. Okay. But if if I'm not killing, it's even better to go. Nothing like. But what's then been. it makes sense. That yeah. to me feels organic. But when you are killing, and then you say nothing like what I'm doing right now, I'm going. Why are you saying that when you are killing? 
because nothing like what I'm doing in here in right that now. Moment. moment, yeah. Yeah, that don't make sense. Yeah, to me. it does because I still get the laugh. It don't, it don't make sense to me, but I get the laugh. Okay, because I know I know what I'm saying. But when it's not killing, when when I'm ha- like the second show, they weren't ha- they weren't buying it, and so that's when I said well, nothing that, like what's that, going that's on. That's like in here. when I do the thing when I mess with the Asian chick and go, "Where you from?" And if she yeah. tells me anywhere other than Vietnam, Vietnamese, if I say, "What are you nationality wise?" If she tells me anything other than Vietnamese, I go, "You know what? It works better for the joke if you're Vietnamese." So fuck it, you're Vietnamese. Rah, kills. If she says Vietnamese, I go fucking perfect. perfect. And it still kills. Yeah. So either way, I got it covered. So I, that, that, but I, I'm just, you know, I hear you. I, I just never made that connection. That never, that never made sense to me. I'm going, yo, you are killing. That's why, why they, is he saying that's why that? they laugh. Cause I go nothing like what's going on in uh, here right now. Uh, speaking of San Francisco, um, the homeless, this is one of the worst, homeless situations uh, in, in any major city I've ever seen. Once upon a time ago, when I was trying to write sketches, uh, trying to create my own sketch comedy show, I had this character who's basically a bum. But it was a play off of uh, those Dos Equis commercials, the most interesting man in the world. And I had him as being the most interesting bum in the world. And of course... The tagline always ends with the Dos Equis guys. I don't always drink, but when I do, I make it a Dos Equis. Stay, stay thirsty, my friends. So <laughs> here's what I want to do. I'm going to pretend to be the voiceover for this bum character, and I'm going to uh, read some of these things that I wrote that's reminiscent of the Dos Equis guy. All right, here we go. He sets himself ablaze just to light his own cigarette. He shits his own pants in public because the people demand the fragrance. Whenever he doesn't eat, people wait for him to toss out so they can pick it up from the garbage. His cardboard box is the most expensive piece of real estate in Beverly Hills. People will work for him just to give him change. He's the most interesting bum in the world. I don't always drink. I'm lying like a motherfucker. Yeah, I do. Stay thirsty, niggas. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I, I liked it. Uh, I think that I, I liked. I, I like. I don't. I didn't get the garbage can one Did they, because people are now picking up his garbage. Yes, Is it him eating out the garbage? They, yeah, they eat okay. behind him. Yeah, they're eating behind. Yeah, him. yeah. my and, favorite was the. She shits his own pants. That, that that made me laugh because the people demand the fragrance. I I I I think it, uh, yeah, bums good. I would have gone hobo. He's the most interesting hobo in the world. I, I don't know why I like the word hobo so much. Right. It's a good word. Like I wouldn't be offended right. being a hobo as I right. would if I was a bum. Right. I'm, I'm. I'd be. I'd be an all right hobo. Right. What do you call a gay homeless man? A hobo. <laughs> Uh, something else I wanted to do. I wish I had thought of this when we were in the moment. Like I got a lot of uh, got a nice amount of emails from people talking about they love the uh, the dude do wipe your ass comes clean your ass conversation gobs got gob gob. Uh, so I, I, let me see if I could do this right. Uh, I was thinking to myself because I kept going gob gob gobba. Got to grab a gobba toilet paper. Uh, what if Tony Soprano had his own line of toilet tissue? It came out like a, like an infomercial. How you doing? 
Shit to the Soprano, a.k.a. Tony. A lot of people know I'm in waste management, and they own the strip club, the Bada Bing. But now I got my own line of tissue called Tony's Gabadoo Toilet Paper. Whenever you do a number two, make sure before you leave, you grab a Gabba Gabadoo for your doo-doo. <laughs> That's it. Uh, James Gandolfini probably wouldn't do that commercial, but it's a good commercial. He would, but Tony would. Tony would. Yeah. Sure, you do a number two, you grab a gobba gobba noodle for your doodle. It's got to wipe your ish. Don't get any shit on your fingers. Yeah. And then he, he kicks it to Hesh, and Hesh so, tells him how they're saving money uh, by per square piece. Oh, God, that would be great if I did a great, <laughs> if I could do Hesh, because I could so see that. <laughs> God, I wish I could fucking do that. Um, okay. So now this movie uh, that you had me watch, Devotion, was called, for some reason I thought it was Aviation. Oh, wait, didn't drop, no NBA. You didn't drop any. How are we going to keep Brandon happy if you're not going to discuss any NBA? Oh, I just it slipped my mind. No NBA, man. It so slipped my mind. Obviously, uh, it is Miami and it's Denver. Yes. And uh, you saw it game one. Where we, we saw it, part is, of this it. Is a we saw part of it. This is a wrap. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, the Nuggets sweep. They just, they just too, they, they, they too much. Jokic is too much. Murray is too much. Caldwell, uh, Pope, the whole team, they, they just too much. <laughs> they, they too much. This is over. Uh, you don't think they're even going to win one game? Nope. Miami? No. You think Butler's going to go out swept? Yes. I think he has too much intensity to, to go out swept. Yeah. They, I think they, they figured out a the way to get one. The damn near lost by 20. Yeah. Phoenix, they, were, they were damn near blown out by the halftime. Phoenix won near. games on, and they they got blown out in uh, game two. I mean, two. you know, sometimes certain people just are, 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 are they just in some weird way can do what no one else can. They, they, Phoenix is like a booger you can't reach. It, it, it just, you know. But I think that uh, I, I think I think Jim gets one game. I think they I, I think they they win at least one. Uh, it wasn't a great game for them, but they didn't play well. So, but was it they didn't play well, or is it uh, they were t- they were tired because they just went I, on a series? Or- I, I think a little bit of everything. I think they they you know had a seven game series. I think the altitude in Denver probably fucked with them. And then you know, again, Denver's just a far superior team. It's gonna, it's a really tough team to pick apart. So, yeah. uh, and they don't. I don't know how they match up. That's that's the, that's the problem. Right. There's no matchup right there. I'm convinced Brandon from the UK wears thongs. What man doesn't enjoy sports talk or comedy? Comedy makes you feel good. A good laugh is like an orgasm for your throat. You know what I mean? It, it just it's who doesn't like to laugh? Who doesn't like what dude? doesn't like sports talk. Like, this nigga has to be a thong wearer. Well, what's funny to me about it is not just the thong wearing thing. Like, what would you complain about that as a man? But it's our, it's our podcast. This is some of the things that we talk about. Every podcast has things that they lean into. And then you get mad because we lean into what that, we that, lean that, into. That's fine. I, you know, listen, Bill, Bill uh, 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 Marr, you know, I'm, I've never really seen his podcast, but he's a political guy. So it'd be crazy to think he's not going to discuss politics on some level 
every podcast. Well, that's what Brandon would, from the UK would send him an email saying that he's sick of his podcast, but then discuss but, but listen, all the politics. I, and, and listen, politics is a is a is a uh, an acquired taste because it's it's a rough subject. People believe in what they believe, and 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 really, unless you are into politics, it can be quite boring. Um, again, I love real time with Bill Maher because I envy the fact that he can do something so well that I can't do well. So I, I want to learn. So I watch to learn too. Um, but sp- I'm talking from a man, from a, just a, a dude pers- place. Sports, nigga. We got nuts. We got dicks. You know, we warriors. We beat our chest. Sports. It's man shit. Comedy is, is, is great. What man is, is, is complaining about that? That should be the end of our podcast when you say, instead of, I don't know what's on we the end We got dicks and balls. No, we got nuts. We got nuts. It <laughs> should just be the end of it. Jesus, Brandon, what the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? That's... This nigga probably wear pajamas with the feet in them. What is wrong with you, nigga? Complain about that. What's wrong with pajamas with the feet in them? As a grown man? I think those would be cool just to wear out. Wear out where? Go go to the store. <laughs> Some footy pajamas. You are begging to be robbed. <laughs> Damn. Like, I mean, you, like, you're a dude, yo. You're breaking dude code. Man, yo, talk about comedy and sports. Fucking, you know what I mean? Fucking homo, nigga. What's wrong with you? And then on top of that, like I said, you still listen, so you still love us. Mm. Let's talk about this movie. Man. <laughs> Devotion, right? Yeah. No, is that? It's called Devotion. I thought it was for some reason when I tried to look it up. I thought it was Aviation, but it's Devotion. Okay, I sent it. I sent you the title, but I don't even. No, it's I, called Devotion. Okay. Uh, with uh, my man, uh, who with Jonathan? No, Avengement. No. No, no, no. The one with Jonathan Majors. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that one. That's the one you watched? That's what I watched. Oh, okay. I know what you did, what, what you felt about it then. Yeah. Oh, the, the so devotion. you wanted me to watch that other one? Yeah, that's okay. We're but gonna... that's what you sent me first. Yeah, I sent you that first, but then I said we should talk about this one. I don't care which one we talked oh, about. Oh, shit. But, I did, well, I didn't watch yeah, the other one. Yeah, you got to see the other one. Uh, you guys... I really want to talk about this movie. Oh, fuck me, man. It's a British movie called Avengement. Check it's a British it. movie. Yeah, check it oh, out. Oh, shit. Daniel, that's what I said. I, I even said that to you, and it, I don't know if you're going to like it. But you With guys, accents and shit? Uh, slightly. Just, just it, it's it, it's very understandable. It's a very easy movie. Good. But check it out. We're going to eventually talk about it. There's a scene in there where they go, look, we can talk about anything you want, just not sports and comedy. <laughs> Actually, if you fucking talk sports and comedy, I'm gonna fucking shoot you in your ass. That's basically what he said. No devotion. Yes, that is the other movie that Holy I told you about. Holy shit! Uh, that's the one. That's the one with the uh, U.S. Navy. Majors. Yeah, U.S. Navy fighters. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you didn't you didn't dive in. I I don't know how I felt. I you know I I who's the white boy in it? Who do it? The white boy I talk. <laughs> Who are testament? Glenn Powell, Tom, uh, Tom Herder, Hunter, yeah, yeah. Ooh. But Glenn Powell's his real name. Glenn Powell. He was also in uh, Top Gun, right? Maverick. Yeah. He was the arrogant. Yep. Fighter pilot. 
I thought I, but gee, I thought it was a good. I, I really enjoyed it. He was because it was a look at the first uh, oh, Navy fighter me. pilot that was black. Dude, I so did not know you wanted me to watch the other movie. The other movie's the the the, the man food one. Oh fuck! Yeah, me, you're gonna you're gonna watch it. it. It'll be good. You can watch it. Uh, watch it this week. And we right. can talk about it. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I, devotion. I I didn't know how I felt about it. I you know I didn't like the ending. Uh, I love the ending. I didn't like the ending. The nigga dies. Yeah, but I love the ending that. that Finally, it's, I, I finally really, the nigga dies. No, oh, finally, someone oh. says to the white guy, You know, it wasn't your job to save him. You know, th- th- what he said was, It'd Be there for him, be there for him, and it, you were, and you were. And that to me, it's it's these, you know, and, and throughout the whole movie, he said, Don't fight for me, you know, fight, fight you know, fight with me, but not right. f- don't in place, you know, in the when he was having those fights, he was always because, um. The white dude wants to be the savior and ride in and take care of the That's problem. That's what I was saying about San Francisco and Portland. White women, they be Michelle Pfeiffer out here. But that's 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 what all these movies are usually. That there's always the white savior, and this one was the white dude couldn't save him, and he had to go through all this himself. I'd rather the white dude saved him and the nigga lived. But it's based on I a true like story, so I don't think you, I, don't, I don't know. But hey. yeah, um, but you did. But you didn't appreciate the story. <laughs> It's not. The, I don't know how to feel about this movie. I I don't. I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I didn't love it. It, it just was like, yeah. And the, and the motherfucker was two hours and twenty minutes. I, I'm I'm an hour and twenty minutes in. I looked and thinking I had like twenty minutes left. That motherfucker said an hour. Like, God damn. Had a lot of story to tell. Yeah. Um. I. You think. You think. Uh. What's his name? Jonathan Majors, right? Yeah. You think he's done? I don't know. Is it a controversy? Well, you know, the people that it added to the controversy. There was more people that said that there was a problem, but I don't know. Like you said, uh, if he could make money, I mean, if he if, if people still come out and see him and support him, then there's no, you know, it doesn't end. I don't know. I, I still firmly believe that you have. It, it's not just hearsay. You need people to speak again. You need it to come out. In, in that it's fact, not just uh, conjecture or or bitterness, or and, and I'm not saying it's any of those things, but it's, I I think you're due. Everybody's owed uh, their day in court. Yeah. So I, I hate to see a career get ended because he was he was caught on a monstrous role. Yeah, but you know he it wasn't like. I mean, look, you look at a guy like Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, who was the star of his movies, Forty Two. Uh, Black Panther, uh, Get On Up, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall. Uh, I love that one movie he did, uh, that action. I don't know if it was really action, suspense. Uh, the one where they shut New York City down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you uh, mean. Something Bridges. He was the star, you know, so you paid your money. He's, he's, he's the reason for the box office receipts. Jonathan Majors seemed like he was a piece. He's always and, in an ensemble. Yeah, he, he's not the star. He's not the driving force. So, But I think that's where he was going until this happened. Right. So, And, and the unfortunate part is now that it's happened, it's like a, 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 a catch-22. He needs the opportunity to show that he can do it, but he can't get the opportunity because of the bullshit. So how does he show that he can do it if he's not going to be given the chance? So I hope it blows over because... He a talented motherfucker. 
Well, you know, uh, everybody gets, I, I believe, I, I do believe everybody should get their day in court if that's what you're going to be accused of. And he has the right to. I live in the court. Yeah. Well, I hope. I live in the court. I got a bed there. <laughs> I got a pillow. Goose down. I sleep in the judge's chamber. Whoa. Oh, speaking of which, I got, we got to touch that. But, but we, we talk about this right now. Well, do you have any favorite scene in the movie, though? I, what You know, again, this is what was so confusing. Usually in the course of a movie, there is a scene or there are moments where you go, yeah. It never really went there to me. It, it was so truthful I, that it was, I don't want to use the word boring, but goddamn. It was documentary-esque. Yeah. The way it does. You didn't like the parts where they're landing the plane, though? And the, uh, the one dude eventually, the one dude kills himself because he didn't I was going to ask you, did he kill himself on purpose? No, he didn't kill himself. But they said you can't pull back on it because uh, if you do, it it, it it slams all that power into the engine and it, it, it nosedives. Or, or, but it seemed like he purposely did. No, he just, he just pulled back on it because he wasn't listening. He got nervous because he thought he was going to come in. Right. And he had to raise the... And when he raised it, it did that. And that's when it spun out of control on him. And that's how he ended up killing, him, killing himself. I don't even remember who that guy was in the movie. He was, you know, it was the smaller part. But he... Uh, and then that's when he goes, but he didn't listen. And he goes, he didn't listen. And Jonathan Major's character says that because he's being very matter of fact, this is what you have to do. He, he him in, in this, in the military, in the Navy is being very literal because he has a purpose. And that's to be uh, the, the, I forgot uh, a, a pilot, but he, um, his purpose is just to, to succeed as a black man and to right. be able to do it. And he has to get everything right. He doesn't have margin for error. And that's kind of what this, the whole point of this is that he doesn't have margin for error. Other people can have error. He has to get it right every single time. And that was kind of the point of the movie. But my favorite part is when they're going to go meet Elizabeth Taylor, and I believe it's in France. When and he spoke French. Yeah. And at first they're like kicking him out. And then he just, then he just spoke French to the guy. And he's like, he yeah. just spoke French. Okay. And yeah, he spoke French and he got, he, they got everybody in. And I was like, yeah, you weren't expecting that because not only, not, not just the black aspect of it from uh, the point of view of that time, right. but that he's a Navy guy and that he doesn't have the, that culture that he might have that, you know, mm -hmm. and he just came in there and just, you know, and no one else could speak French. So it was, uh, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't understand what, unless the Elizabeth Taylor thing is real, I didn't understand what the whole purpose of that these scenes were when you're saying right. it's a long movie, it seemed like that could have been taken out of the, that, that made it longer. I don't understand. I like the scene. Right. Um, but I don't understand the purpose of all these scenes. There was like little vignettes of the movies <laughs> that were ad that added to it. Uh, I didn't get the self mirrored racist hype up scene when he was in the mirror looking at himself. Oh, and he was saying racist shit to himself. And then he started tearing up. I, I didn't get that. Um, that was him. He he says it at, to uh, to uh, the other dude. He says, "No, he's by himself." In no, the no, no, no. But when the other dude he overhears him doing that, oh, right. He says to him, "I repeat everything that's ever been said to me." In in the in in, in a, that negative racist way, I repeat it over and over because I want to defeat. He's defeating that. He's saying it because it's it's to him, but he wants to. That's what keeps him and gives him that edge to keep going and to continue and to beat it no matter what. 
because he's going to beat those thoughts. He's going to beat all those thoughts that people put into his own head about himself. Okay. That's that's how he described it to the dude. Right. You I, 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 I didn't even catch that in the like because I remember when the dude walked in the locker room, he he heard him talking to himself. But I didn't. Okay, you know, I and I said this when I when I told you about this movie. I th- I think this was. Ri- <laughs> I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say the second part. I think this movie was written for white people, and then I'm going to say the second part, which is everybody who's listening that's not white is going to say all movies are written for white people, uh, from Hollywood. Uh, is that it? I think there was conveying messages back to white people in the way. Uh, why he does what he was doing, what he was doing first, and why he was doing it to explain why, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm just gonna I'll, I'll, I'll like like the N word. Why do white people always say, well, why do why, why do you use the N word? It's right. to defeat the negativeness in it, and that's what he was doing in those scenes is defeating the negative that's always been put towards him. When he says to to the guy, when the guy puts in his report what happened, and that went negatively on Jonathan Majors. It, it, because, uh, but he goes, well, that's what happened. But everybody understands what happened because this it's still, uh, he got done what needed to happen, even though he disobeyed the order. But uh, as they said, it was complicated and he disobeyed it and it worked out. And he says, yeah, but that's going to go on my record. He goes, I'm not allowed to disobey an order. I'm not allowed to make a mistake. I have to do it better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are some th- key things that I think that it gets missed that, uh, the white community doesn't understand about the black community when they're ascending to something that they, and what he says is, you know, he has to do it better than everybody else. He has to do it right. He doesn't get a second opportunity. Uh, and I think that gets missed sometimes. And that's one of the things. And then going back to, uh, uh, you know, you, I didn't tell you how to save him. It wasn't about a savior. It was about being there for someone. And when he yells to the guy, be in it with me, be in the fight with me. Don't, you know, the, Come to this. Come to where I'm at to understand what it is. Don't look at it from a, a different, uh, from your white point of view. Mm. I, I think there's a lot of messaging in, that's in this movie, and that's why I thought it was interesting. I want to see if maybe I'm over either I'm overthinking it, or it was made for me to hear, or and if you caught any of it. And since you didn't catch it, maybe it was just made for white people's ears <laughs> to hear this shit because uh, that's how I took all of it. Right. Um, but but for the amount of time that you invested into this movie, I have to agree with where you've you haven't said it, but you've let it be known. It was a long movie for what you got out of it. Yeah, I you know it's like I, I there were uh, maybe one or two moments where I go, I know I'm supposed to cry right here, but it's not. I'm supposed to. Now there's there's something missing when the when the guy's plane <laughs> crashes and they're trying to save him. You know, you just can't have... I I don't know if these guys as actors didn't form a connection or a bond, but when he's sitting outside the plane and just sitting with him, there's something missed because you don't get the feeling. They didn't make you feel like it was freezing cold and the guy's standing right next to him and he's going to be there for him no matter what. Yeah. Uh, And they don't don't convey the amount of time that's taking place in the movie. Well, that I think they did do because it went from and from day to night. Yeah, and then they what, what was weird was they said rescue is thirty minutes out, and then that was during the day. Clearly, now it's night. Where the fuck was rescue? They finally came, but that was more than thirty minutes out. Well, they didn't even want to go, but the one guy knew he had known uh, Jonathan Major's character, so he flies out, and and they come out to rescue him, but with an axe. 
and uh, and and nothing else basically. Right. And he dies at that moment when his friend came to his friend came to to help to help with the situation, and uh, he dies right there. And he's still trying to get it. But even the scene where he tries to get him out with the axe. That's that. I, it went from zero to like one hundred in that moment, right. and that's why I've said they didn't convey the time. And <clears throat> there was no emo. I didn't feel like the emotional connection between the two guys that you know he's standing right. beside beside him the whole time. I mean, they tried to set it up with he never. Bring, I mean, this is how they set it up. Uh, their connection. Uh, he never. He never brings. He never brings anybody to the house except for so and so. Right. So. Obviously, there must be a bigger connection because he never brings anybody over the house and met his wife. And I don't know. It 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 just the story. There's a good story there. I don't think that it came through on right. the, on the film, and I don't think I, I don't think that I feel I should feel off saying it because it obviously it didn't do that great. In the th- it didn't do great. I haven't heard uh, everybody talking about this movie so. Yeah, I think that a lot of people felt it might have been long and there was spaces to put better pieces in. Uh, but there's some good acting in it. I think that it tells a great story. Um, but I was I was a little confused at times, as you were. Right. Um, let me ask you, because uh, when they were showing the, the scene where they're kind of in the hole, the foxhole, and the, the shots and shit are going off, you think you could... You think you could go to war? Like I know you wouldn't want to, but if they they say the draft and you were drafted, you think you could you could do that? Like, I don't think you have a choice. You just do it. Oh well, yeah, I, I just you know. I mean, the, mo- the moment I see my man get head get like in Private Ryan when they storm the beach, and it's very graphic. But you know, when I mean you standing next to me and I see a bullet go through your brains and shoot your brain matter all over my shirt. Yo, I'm out. Well, you either are gonna like panic and you're gonna be out, or I'm panic, and so then you're gonna get shot yourself, or you're gonna double down. You're gonna go, no, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get them. I'm, I'm gonna live, and so then you fight. I, I, I think that uh, you know it's it's very it's very confusing right now because usually, uh, uh, when there is like an attack, like nine eleven, when it happened here, there was a rally in this country where everybody was American and everybody was like, you know, you know, it's us against them, and they're coming. And then now, what is it's it? Back to normal? No, it's past back to normal. Now, now, when you say, could you go to war? I think there's a lot of people out there who would go, no, let it, let, we need to be taken over. I don't see that sense of uh, of like, would would people come together? Right. Uh, put all this, uh, put the things that we're fighting about right now in this country, put it, put that aside and go fight together. Or would we be having warring factions within our own military because of uh, the, the, argu- the, 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 uh, the arguments that we're not even really having? And this is why you have to have the argument, first of all. This is why it's important to have the conversation and not just be, well, if you don't agree with this 100%, then you're, 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 you're a horrible person and you're, you know, you're a basically, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, whatever you think is the most horrible person, you're, you're that, and you're violent right. and you're against us. If you don't have the conversation, what happens in a situation where you do have to be together and you are in a situation for your own good, but you can't, you can't get past it because you weren't able to have this conversation. You weren't able to agree to disagree. You weren't able to do any of that. All you can do is you're the bad person and the other side, you don't get the other side. We're not having these conversations. So to your point, uh, I think that I, the only way that you can go to a war like that, you have to have some love of your country, some passion for wanting this to stay what it is. But 
I don't know if there is enough of that right now. Right. Let me ask you, if you had to choose, if you were forced to go to war, if you had to choose the type of war to fight in, would you rather a Save It Private Ryan type war or a Braveheart type war? Where you just run towards the enemy and you got swords and axes. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> that war was acceptable because that's all they had was axes and swords and, and yeah, no, spears. no. But I'm, I'm just saying, if you had if I had to, to go back one, in time, I mean, it, it depends who I get to be. Do I get to be the king? If I'm the king, I don't. Then nah, do you on the battlefield. You know, I think you. I think you want to. I, and I don't think it happens for everybody, but if you're going to get killed, I think it would be nice to uh, get killed and be out. You know, those shots to the head that you say are, are that that's right. gross, but at least you're there and then you're not there. These guys right. that get injured, they get shot, uh, they get leg blown off or right. you know, that to me. And that happened in either one of those two kinds of wars. Right. You know, you know, they cut your leg off with a sword or they right. blew your leg off with right. the, with something. That to me, I want to go. I mean, if I'm going to get into it, I'm either going to, I want to survive right. with, with, you know, all 10 toes, you know, right. or, uh, or I want to be out quick, quick. Like, you, right. you know, I don't, I don't care if I make it to the last day of the war and they take me out quick, as long as it's quick. I don't, I'm not saying that I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and bleed while pieces of my body. I don't want to look down and see my organs coming out of my body. Right. right. And that, to, and when they show that in these war, I don't know. If it's a hundred percent realistic that you can survive when you when your body's open and you can see your Ugh. your all your guts coming out, that to me, I think that you, first you're in pain, you're going into shock, you're looking at it, and ah. you know you know you're not going to make it. And if you do make it, and then you see your, what if you saw your leg over to your ah. right? Uh, that to me, now you have thoughts in your head that I don't I don't need to have. I'd rather just be in and out at that moment. And you know, it's funny when you say. It's quick, and most people would pick quick so they don't have to endure the pain. I still have to believe there's a level of pain before you go. Yeah, but it's quick pain. Okay, so let me ask you this. If you had to pick your death <laughs> and you had to either choose to jump off the Empire State Building or you have to put your face literally on the, the what do you call it? On a tank's gun, like where it, where it shoots out the tank, you have to put your face right in that hole. Oh, I take right in the hole. Over the building? Yeah, because that's the whole way down, no matter how. The other one, you're, you're, <laughs> you're scared because you, you don't have any control of it. You know it's going to happen. Right. But the other one, you're watching it happen. Right, before like, you hit the ground. Like the end of a movie. Right. That you didn't want to end. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I would imagine the pain of that tank, nigga. Yeah, but you're not gonna feel it. Your oh, head's gonna you're be, gonna feel something. No, your head's gonna be completely gone. You, you'll hear it. You might hear a noise. No, you won't even hear the noise. You'll just be gone before it. That that thing, that thing's gonna move out of there before you even hear it. You'll be dead. You, you'll fall. To, you'll be on the ground before you. No, I don't think you get to know that one. What would you? What would you do? Jump, or, or take the bullet to the Ooh. face? Uh, nah, you're right. The tank. Cause that 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 whole way down, nigga. Cause in your mind, you'd be thinking to yourself, "Can I survive this? Is there a way to survive this?" No. <laughs> you know what happens if you drop a penny off the Empire State Building and hits a person, right? It goes in their head, right? It goes through them. Really? 
Yeah, it builds up so much speed and momentum, and just it's going to kill someone if it hits them. Wow. So what? What are you going to? The only way I'd throw myself off a building if I could hit some people that I wanted to kill, if I wanted to take take them out. Do you think it's possible if somebody jumped off a building, and then the person on the ground tried to catch you, and they actually like you know you like caught you kind of? You'd rip your arms off. You think so? Yeah. There's no survival. Dude, would you ever, you know those squirrel suits where they put those, the, the people jump and they're wearing basically, it looks like they're wearing uh, uh, like a big blanket. Like bubble wrap? No, where they, where they it's a suit where it has like. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. And they can fly? Yeah. Would you, would you, could you ever do that? If someone told you it's completely you know, that's, safe. That's one of those things I would like to do. You would like to try that? I would like to try that, but I'd be too scared something will fuck up. But I would like to try that. I would never do that. Really? Never. I saw this one dude. He was doing it. It was on this, uh, uh, some documentary thing that they were doing on this flying. And the guy goes too low. They had balloons. So the guys were going to like knock the balloons out. They had them, you know, right. on strings. So they're 10 feet up, five right. feet. The dude comes in a little off and his toe, as he's going, that hits the, hit, hits the ground or like a rock that was on the ground. Broke his shit. Shattered his whole foot. Right. Nah, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Dude, something about being in the sky, I like. like that, I, I, that, that, that's fascinating to me. I have no desire. And when I'm, that's one of my biggest gripes about doing comedies is flying. I don't have any business up there. You would never uh, parachute? You never? I mean, when I was younger, I wanted to do it. I really did. I don't think that I would do it now. And I told you I did it once. You would If I said, Andy, let's, let me do it one more time. You wouldn't want to, for your birthday? Like I don't know. I don't think so. Really? I, I just don't, I don't get the, I, I, oh, it's a rush. It, no, it's I'm a rush. sure it's a rush, but what the purpose of it is to, the purpose of jumping out of it is for the chute to open for you to land on the grass. Yes. So here, the man, I could bypass the whole going up in the air and jumping out of the plane and just staying on the fucking ground. But then where's the thrill? You're going for that thrill of being in the air 10,000 feet. It's a, I, I don't have that thrill. Okay. I'll live without that thrill. I'll get a different thrill. How about this? Here, here's, here's, here. I'll give you a million dollars and you can jump out of the plane. You mm -hmm. keep the million and you land, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's good. Or Gemma, you can, you can, you can spend a night with Gemma. And no money. No money. No million dollars. You just get to fuck Gemma. I take the million dollars, man. Oh, and you get to jump out of the plane, and Gemma's, and Gemma's going to be on the ground when you land, naked, but she's just going to get in the limo and drive away. But I got the million. You got the million, and you got to do it. Jump out of the plane. I got to jump out the plane with the million. I got to hold the million, <laughs> so maybe if she sees me with the money as I'm getting ready to land, Gemma, I got a million. Dollars. Oh man, oh, Al Pacino. This motherfucker oh, is yeah, yeah. how old is he? I, he's 80. Uh, I can look it up. Uh, I got it right here. He's 80. Yeah. This motherfucker's having a baby. Yeah. Semen wise, how many more hoo-hahs does he have in him? Enough. Hoo-ha. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hoo-ha. Do you think his hoo-hahs have slowed down? Is it, it has, does it go from, how do you, to, 
Listen, man, you know what's crazy? That baby, the, the baby, he'll be dead by the time that the, that child is 10. Maybe. Maybe. Certainly ain't going to make it 20. The child ain't going to be 20 and now still alive. That's, is that not selfish? Why would you do that to your kid? You are a great, 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 great grandfather having a baby. Man, I have my two and I was done. I'm not having any more kids. So I can't, I can't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and the reason I think it's selfish is I feel bad having kids in the world that I'm leaving them in, even though that I'm here with them, I've struggled with them and I, I feel bad that this world that I'm living, leaving them in. And honestly, and I've, I, I mean, I've said it, uh, had I known what the world was going to look like at this age, I don't know that I would, I would have kids and, and leave them to this. So that's the selfish part about it. Did you know what the world looks like? But does he would know what the world looks like? That's the other question. Does Al Pacino well, Al, know what this well, world well, looks Al like? Al Pacino's sons or daughter, is he, I don't know if he's having a boy or girl, but their world is going to look wonderful given who their father is and what he has. Yeah. Their world. But is they going still to, have to live in this world. Oh, I'd rather live in Al Pacino's world as his son I'm or not, daughter than, than, you know, so, but living the, in this world. But that's that's the difference. He doesn't live in the same world that we live in. So I guess I can't answer that question for him. Is it selfish? Well, if you're going to set up with someone to live great and have this legacy and be everything that they can be, maybe it's not selfish. You know, I got to ask you this. And, and this to me, I mean, listen, kudos to her. Uh... You know, she got the bag. But if if I'm Al Pacino and I'm being honest with myself, you got to go. This bitch don't really love me for me. She's for the bag, nigga. She, she, you know, his girlfriend is like, what? 20, 29 or 30. 30. There's no way this woman is with him because she really loves this 80-year-old man. She is with him because he's Al Pacino and he's fucking loaded. And in the moment he dies, she's well taken care of. And she's well taken care of anyway because of the kid. This is a money grab. No, Come on. No, women, Come on. Women could be attracted to him for being Al Pacino, though. She could be attracted oh. to the whole Al Pacino fucking that whole energy that's Al Pacino. She could fall in love with that. I'm not saying that she did. I, I don't know her. I don't hang out with her. Oh. But I think, listen, it's not like when that, uh, what's that model? Uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Married the 90 something. Yeah. That, that's, that, that guy was in a wheelchair and barely there. So that, right. I think there's a little bit difference there. She's 30. He's 80. Yeah, it's 50 years. But is she, could she be? mesmerized by this Al Pacino himself and who he is. And yeah, all the other extras are nice, but you can get young guys with that kind with money. It's, it has something to do. If, if it's, it has something to do with who he is, man, that's so hard to believe. And listen, when you're Al Pacino and you're 80 and you're on the, let's be honest, you you closer to the upper room than you were, <laughs> you know, 30 years ago, maybe you just don't give a fuck. You know, I got some young pussy. She make me feel good physically and, and whatever else, you know, and I'm about to go. Who gives a fuck? But but come on, man. Really? I think that's just 
I don't, I don't know how much that has. I, I honestly, I obviously you feel like it makes her him feel good. I'm sure that he feels great when he's around a young. Everybody likes being around oh. energy, and so she's a younger woman, exciting. It's I'm sure it's exciting for him. I'm sure all of everything that you're saying is true, but there has to be something there. Are, are you? Do you think that after all these years that you're just going to go, well? Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll just give it all up just for some young. Yeah, I, you know, I come on. That just eighty year old nuts, nigga. Dude, how much difference do you think eighty year old nuts look than twenty uh, year old nuts? No, then I'm gonna say forty year old nuts. Oh no, there's got to be a difference. There's, I'm sure they hang lower, but uh, I'm I don't think that it's. It's going to be this whole out of the world difference. Damn. Nuts don't look good in the first place. Well, I'm not going to co-sign that. You think nuts? You you, you think? Wait, you, <laughs> this is a scary conversation for me to have. You think nuts look? What women have compared to what we have? You think nuts look good? Again, I'm not going to co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> nuts do not nuts the raggedy bag that we have we're dragging behind us that's a question for the women ladies yeah uh alexa flowers uh shamor a b deidre ann johnson cc how do y'all feel about nuts <laughs> are nuts attractive and do you like them salty or unsalty that's an that's a legit question it is a legit that question. is a legit question because I know there's some freaky broads out there that probably like a little ah, with their nuts. <laughs> is it really? Is is it is it is it attractive, ladies? Do y'all like that shit? I know, you know, I, I just I just can't imagine there's people going, damn, you know. I never heard any women, and I know maybe this is just what like when men have their deep conversations quiet. Right. Maybe, but I never heard of a group of women going around. You know, oh, my niggas nuts. you know what kind of nuts I like? You know, like, <laughs> this, let me tell you what kind of nuts I like. Does he have them good nuts? Listen, uh, <laughs> honestly, I think s- sexual organs are ugly, are unattractive on both people. I don't, I don't think, Jesus Christ. Um, like the vagina is not pretty. She can be very pretty. No, nah, not to me. Breasts are beautiful. Breasts and ass. Beautiful, nice ass, nice pair of tits are gorgeous to look at. But the vagina itself, there's some good looking vagina out there. No, nah, there is because there's some ugly vagina out there too. Yeah, okay. Sometimes, man, just <laughs> into the abyss of nothingness. All right, I think that's it. Uh, you want to give out some dates? Oh, uh, yeah, I got the new one here from uh. Where's my Viagra? I'm in the mood. Yeah, you didn't even bring up that uh, your other dude, Bobby De Niro. Yeah, he Both has. Both of us have a kid. He has. He has a young girl now too. Jesus Christ, we get older and the pussy gets younger. Whoa! <laughs> I told my girl I'm in the mood to fuck. Whoa! Look at my dick. It's hard. It's long. It's ready to go. I'm on my nuts tour. <laughs> Gonna go on a tour with my nuts. Uh, yeah. See my nuts in Denver, Philly, Chicago, San Antonio. I think that would be the Salted Nuts Tour. The Salted Nuts Tour. 
<laughs> uh, guys, uh, you listened to this. We were, uh, we were, you're listening to this a little while later, but we were in San Francisco. Uh, when you're listening to this, oh man, we, we're not even going to be in Pittsburgh. We're going to be in DC because this is going to be a couple of weeks. This is three, three weeks out. Is it? Yeah. We got two weeks of, uh, of Dear Mama. No, Dear Mama episode part two is coming up this Wednesday. This Wednesday. And then this oh, that's right. Yeah, after that. Yes, but we're that we're in Cobbs, though, this Wednesday. We were in Cobbs on part one. Right. So part two is going to be next week. Right. So we're in D.C. Okay. Yeah, that's... Okay, so uh, yeah, as you heard us reason our way through uh, where we're going to be, you, if you didn't come see us in Pittsburgh, we're gone. Uh, but we're going to be in <laughs> D.C. Comedy Loft June 15th through the 18th. And that's DC Comedy Loft, our first time at DC Comedy Loft. Please come on and say hello. Back in Arizona, Aries and I will be at the Tempe Improv, June 23rd through the 25th. And then we're going to be in Irvine Improv, July 9th, 6th through the 9th. Sorry, July 6th through the 9th at the Irvine Improv, followed by Punchline, Sacramento, California, July 13th through the 15th. And Punchline. That is you know who's a fan of that club? <laughs> <laughs> and then, do you know Andy? Yes, I do. Right hook. Ronald Williams. He loves the punchline. Uh, Jan- uh, July 20th to the 23rd, we're going to leave California for a minute and we're going to go out to uh, the Houston Improv. And that's July 20th to the 23rd. And then we're back in California, August 3rd through the 5th at Mike Drop in San Diego, California. Our boy Casey's Club. Fucking from Bastion, kid. Fucking Bastion. So excited. Looking forward to that. Uh, listen, folks, uh, some days you feel like you're in the zone and some days you feel like, you know, you only score six points. Uh, this felt like a six pointer. Uh, this was a Wizards game. Wizards game. You mean uh, Michael Jordan Wizards? Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't ever, ever, ever disrespect the God. You played a, you, you played a Wizard-esque game today. He still averaged 20 points. To say it was a bad podcast, I just said it wasn't oh, okay. your normal. It wasn't the Bulls. It wasn't the Bulls. Uh, all right. Uh, fuck. Is that it? I think that's it. Guys, uh, keep your nuts salty. Or oh, unsalted. How do you like? Just make sure they smell good. Because if a girl puts your nuts in her mouth and they don't smell good, she's going to go, oh, boy. <laughs> You can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?